we're back with Talking Yang. We've got Luke Skiba and Chris Rodriguez here just to chat about Andrew Yang and recent topics. Um, we want to get to Ohio, Ohio ballot. Yang didn't make it on the ballot. Doesn't seem like there's going to be any change to that. So we'll talk about why that happened. Um, and then he's officially not going to be on the debate stage January 4th. Uh, so we'll talk about why that happened. Should he have been January 14th? What's that? January 14th. I think we got a typo already. Yeah, since January 4th. <laughs> um, uh, we'll talk about why he didn't get on the debate. Um, hopefully, um, Luke, get into that a little bit and talk a little bit about, I mean, should he have even been on the debate? stage are we overreacting um so we can look at that and then figure out if there are some real gaps in how we pull people um so i looked into the ohio ballot issue and it seems like there's a lot of confusion about what happened um and frank larose the state secretary um, of state said his statement was that Yang failed to qualify for the ballot because petition forms must be submitted complete with a statement from the candidate stating their intention to run. So when I initially saw that, I thought that he didn't submit the signatures along with a statement saying Mm. that he intended to run. Um, Is that how you saw it originally? Yeah. I mean, but it it wasn't really clear. Uh, whether he didn't submit that or if it didn't have like all its I's dotted and T's crossed. Did you find anything when you were digging deeper into this, whether or not he even submitted a statement? Yeah. So the law that they're quoting is 3513.09, which is pretty much impossible to read. I'm not even (laughs) going to read it, but I read it 20 plus times and kind of understand it now. So there's three parts um, to uh, requesting a signature and it seems like the first part which is requesting when you request a signature there needs to be a clear statement from the candidate himself signed by the candidate stating his intention to run for president and uh, that was so, missing from the requests for signatures so, so it wasn't that, like there was one What's is that? that when they're acquiring the signatures? So like they're they're knocking on doors or gathering signatures. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have that statement. Exactly. It was more implied. Yeah, and it wasn't so it wasn't in like a final submission. And it wasn't like, oh, hey, can you just send this thing that you missed? It was you didn't have on the ballots or on the forms that people were signing, you didn't have a statement from either Andrew Yang or an attorney representing Andrew Yang saying he intends to run for president and signed uh, by him. So they'd have so to gather all know. the signatures, but it was past the deadline. Is that what, what's that? So they would have had to basically gather all new signatures with that letter in order to, to qualify, yeah, but, but it was right, too late. The deadlines already passed. How yeah. do you, did you find out how, how long these deadlines are? Like, is there a reason, like, do they open and close quickly? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think there's just a mm. deadline. I didn't see any like a beginning, like a start date. Uh, oh, all man. I saw was that there was a deadline. So it's, 
it's ugly. I, I think it's ugly for the Yang campaign. Like you got to get that right. And if every other candidate got it right and you didn't, I, I understand your campaign is new to politics, but you got to have someone on the campaign that understands the process. Well, yeah, there's no excuse for that mistake. And on the other hand too, they, they had way more signatures than they needed. So why did we wait until the deadline to submit it once you achieved, you know, the, the number of signatures plus some extra just in case there are issues. Mm-hmm. Um, then they I don't might have know. known about this and been able to recant this. Yeah, I don't know that they waited until the last minute to submit it or if it was more of you submit it, but it doesn't get reviewed until a certain point. And then by the time it gets reviewed and you find out what the problem is, you don't have time to, you know, I don't know if they allow multiple yeah. submissions or you get to correct it anyway. So he's going to be trying to push for a writing campaign, which there's been pretty much zero success with that in the history of us How? elections. Alaska did have one in 2010 uh, where a congressman. Alaska. Yeah. You know, but you got to believe the numbers of voters was pretty small, um, especially for a congressperson. I, on the other hand, uh, how much weight does Ohio really carry? 7% of all delegates. 7% so it's all. not tiny. It's not small, but even the delegates within, like they're not all given to one candidate. They're yeah. divided up. Yeah, it's 136. So, so he's yeah. probably talking about me. I mean, if, if he performed well in Ohio, maybe he would get 2% of delegates. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think it's more of a bad look than it is. Yeah. Um, we're really concerned about getting Ohio delegates. Cause that's far down. The, it's a super Tuesday state anyway. Um, so it, it's not, I mean, if he makes it that far, it's going to be the least of his when? concerns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. When or if, so to me, it's more of this can't happen. And great. Now we have a bunch of headlines saying Andrew Yang doesn't make it on, on the ballot in a state. So you really kind of pushes you to be viewed as a fringe candidate. Yeah. I mean, something I've been digging into not, not too much, but a little bit lately is turnout for primaries in general. Um, They're pretty isolated for, um, I hate to call him a fringe candidate, but he's not, he's not like a, a long, he doesn't have a long history or anything like that. So there aren't people that are just showing up because he's Joe Biden or showing up because he's Bernie Sanders. Um, The people that were going to vote for Yang in the first place are going to vote for him anyways, even if he's not on that ballot. Like Mm -hmm. nobody is walking into the primary booth undecided on Yang um, because of whether or not he's on the ballot. Um, And I think Yang supporters pay a lot closer attention than most others. Otherwise they wouldn't even know who he is. But there Um, could be something to undecided voters sort of knowing who Yang is and then seeing a headline. He's not even beyond the ballot in my state and kind of writing him off. You know, we need to be Trump. Am I really going to vote for writing candidate? But for somebody like that, which I think both of us potentially fall into that category, um, would we even bother if Yang wasn't on the ballot? I mean, for myself, I, I changed to Democrat Party for the first time in my life. I've always been independent. Um, and I know, I think this was, was this your first time? Yeah, well? I've never been a registered Democrat. So Yeah, so with that in mind, the only way you and I are showing up to the Democratic primary are to vote for Yang. 
And we are paying attention. We know that he's not on the ballot. If you and I were in Ohio at this point, we would still turn out and write. Yeah, but we're yanking. Like we need those fringe older people, you know, who are Mm -hmm. undecided or looking at who has the best shot to beat Donald Trump. And they're going to be, you know, maybe thinking uh, it's not the right in candidate. That could be. That could be. Um, And uh, and we're also only talking about Ohio in this respect. I I think most most primary voters in other states aren't paying attention to Ohio. Like mm-hmm. even if this is going on and you're in California or South Carolina, anywhere else, you're like, yeah, I don't care. I'm voting in my state for who's on the ballot. So hopefully this is the only time this happens. I don't know if all of the other states have closed um, their ballots, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a negative for the campaign. It's just sloppy. I mean, to be yeah. honest, it's just sloppy. It feels it. like it's sloppy. Looking into it, it feels like it, you know, I, and I a, said this earlier, but it, it's kind of for me like replay in sports. In the end, you need to get it right. And he, he obviously should be on the ballot. Um, and that's the job of the secretary of the state is to get it right. And it's absurd. And if it's making headlines that he's not going to be on the ballot, he probably should have been on the ballot. But, uh, it, but also it, it can't happen from from yang's point of view no and he's got a really young campaign you know his yeah. campaign managers are young they don't, they're not they're they're clearly not as deep into the system as many others mm-hmm. um which in my opinion is all the more reason they can't make mistakes like this mm-hmm. like you need to be perceived as experienced you know what you're doing if you're young you're you're sticking to the rules you're following it you know, and you're, you're not making mistakes like this. I mean, I hope that he has, you know, addressed this with his campaign and isn't just letting this go, you know, get swept. Yeah, isn't just making excuses for it because exactly. he got something wrong. And I don't, I don't think we have any worries that, you know, that it's been discussed. Um, this doesn't impact the results. I mean, if he, he's either going to win the primary m- more handily than Ohio um, or somebody else is going to win the primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it. I mean, if he if he loses the primary by 5%, I would be shocked. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he won it by 15. Right. Okay, let's talk about the debate that he didn't make. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Uh, it's unfortunate... Yang has always, I feel, underpulled um, for what and he we'll, should. Yeah, we'll talk about why we think that is. We'll, later. we'll talk about that later. Uh, missing the debate is this is potentially the first debate that's going to get a lot of eyes on it um, because people start watching once the field's kind of whittled down. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to pay attention until they know everybody's serious that's in the debate. So they don't have to like listen to. Uh, Marianne Williamson talk about their spirit animal. Um, (laughs) Nothing against her. I mean, we need, we need other voices that aren't just, you know, lockstep politicians. We need Michael Um, Bennett is what we need. Yeah. But yeah, we, we don't need Michael Bennett in it. We don't need a a lot of these people that are just, you know, in the race. What, for what I see as attention. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also don't think this is a deal breaker. You know, it is January. the The vote is ten months out. 
and a lot of people are still not even paying attention. Mm -hmm. They might, they might Google somebody once or twice if they hear about it on the news, but most of them are just like, ah, whatever. It's, it's early primary politics. It's just a shit show, (laughs) you know? Um, So I think there's going to be a lot of that. So I don't think this hurts him too much and he's getting a lot of different and I feel like better press lately. Um, You know, Dave Chappelle, is has not made a public statement about it but apparently he's going to be doing a couple of shows for yang in south carolina um he his people reached out to yang's people and said how can i help Uh, that's a pretty big thing Mm -hmm. um and he's getting a lot more celebrity endorsements and just cursory it feels like he's getting more attention in the news media lately uh and coverage there which is good. And even Evelyn has been doing interviews, mm-hmm. which is, which I think is interesting that they've gone that far to interview the potential next first lady. I haven't heard of that happening to anybody. Else. Yeah. It seems like Yang has really pushed his family into the spotlight on purpose as well. So it could be a concerted effort by his campaign, mm-hmm. which honestly, I don't think is a bad idea. I think, I think we could use somebody with, I think we need skin in the game. Our next president. And there's no better way to have that than somebody that has a young family. It's different when you're, uh, you know, you're Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, you have grown kids, you know, you, it's not, it's just you, you know, it's not, it's not a family in the white house. Your, your experience with having children in the 1980s, seventies, sixties, I'm not sure how long it's been, uh, is totally different than today. You know, um, so you have to think about different things and preparing for the future. So I think that's a good thing. But with respect to the debate, um, I think a lot of people are going to tune out. I mean, who do we have left? It's that's, that's one thing I wanted to talk about is, first of all, well, are you going to watch the debate? Um, I watch all the debates. Uh, I think it's I think it's important. Well, so far just, you have. But Yang so has been I, in every debate I will. so far. I, I, you will, I will watch the debate or listen to it. I've, I haven't watched every single one. I've at least listened uh-huh. to them. Um, and I do that for the same reason I, I watch and listen to all the news sources that I can, uh, especially mm-hmm. if some if there's a topic I am interested in or I'm might, maybe uneasy about the way they reported it. I'll listen to it on Fox. I'll listen to it on CNN. I'll, I'll go check out some Medium articles on it. Um because everybody has their own spin on it, and that's the only way you get the whole story. And the same is true for uh, the politicians right now that are running for president. You, they act differently when Yang is around. And I want to understand what they really think when he's not there to influence the way they speak. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I guess I was thinking, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch it just because there's like a, a thousand things I would rather watch since Yang isn't going to be like, it's just yeah. a lot of things I'd rather be doing. I'm sure I'll see some recaps, but I also think Yang gang is going to kind of make a pretty concerted effort to not watch the debate, um, you know, as some kind of a protest. Uh, I mean, definitely which, not. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, uh, which I don't hate. I think I was thinking about, um, we'll get into this a little more, but when you're talking about the debates and about polling, I I know a lot of these pollsters, they pull 
people who have been registered Dems for at least two years and who voted in the last two elections. Um, so you're talking about not polling candidates at all or supporters at all who are recently engaged. You know, that's you or actually, I would never get called. Vast, that's a vast majority of polls. That is yeah. not most polls. It is like 90 plus percent yeah. of polls. Yeah. And I was thinking, that. so we're talking about a debate stage now that's all white people. Um, which mm -hmm. is kind of a topic I, I think worth discussing. Um, and you have and this Pete thing now alone. where minority candidates are the least engaged group of demographics, and we know this, um, and now we're not polling them. So if you have someone like Cory Booker or Andrew Yang who are – doing a good job of engaging these minority these minority voters we're not giving them any kind of voice about who should be on the stage because we're not even calling them so i think it kind of i know the dnc would never admit to you know having anything racist but i think this is a good example of some kind of you know maybe some institutional racism um on the part of polling yeah i mean I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's institutional racism. I think it's definitely, uh, it's a potentially a byproduct of a poorly, a poorly designed electoral system. Um, because we, we don't, you know, being able to go vote is a privilege, not a right in the United States. There are a lot of people that have a hard time getting to the polls. They need to work, you know, they're on vacation. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how to how to get set up for write-in ballots in their state because it's different everywhere and complicated. Maybe they just moved, you know. And if you just move to a new state, it's a big pain in the butt to get registered. I mean, there's a lot of hoops that people need to jump through, and that that overwhelmingly disadvantages the poor, which unfortunately in the United States is a lot of minorities because we yeah. have definitely disadvantaged minorities. Um, just the way our system is set up in capitalism and the government in general. Um, so I think that is a result, but I think something that you, you mentioned to start is what hits the nail on the head. And that's polling is only polling previous democratic voters in primaries. A lot of them are only polling people that have voted in primaries for at least two years or two voting cycles straight. That's not a lot of people. It just kind of creates this <laughs> self-fulfilling prophecy of just re-polling the same people over and over <laughs> every year. And then they see the polls and they just see polls of themselves. And then everyone just sees the polls of this small group of people that are consistently <laughs> voting Democrat. And there's no crossover. And all the incentive in the world for the candidates is to appeal only to that small base of Democrats or else you get no airtime. That's it. That's exactly it. And that wasn't it in the past. Like polling never carried this much weight, you know, partially. But now people are watching cable TV every day. And yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of candidates. We never really had this number of candidates sticking it out this long. Like usually you get a bunch of people that are in it in the beginning. And then, you know, after like the middle of almost two years before the election cycle, they're like, ah, I'm not going to do it. Like what's John mm -hmm. Delaney still doing? in the race he's lived in iowa for two freaking years who 
John Delaney. He was the oh, first yeah. one to start campaigning for I, president. I, I do think these candidates get to a point, like Marianne Williamson just dropped out, but I do think these candidates get to a point where it's like, eh, I have a ton of money, you know, when you're John Delaney. I'm not spending any money on the campaign. I'm not doing anything. Why don't I just stay in <laughs> forever? More people hear about my name and I get attention, you know, some attention like, from it. It's like going to college for 14 years to become an accountant. Right. And maybe you're getting, <laughs> yeah, right. And maybe you're getting money from your parents yeah, and I mean, there's that, absolutely that no incentive for you to do anything. That's what happens with a lot of them. But yeah. Unfortunately, you know, this is the result is there's not three candidates to pick from and everybody needs to reach say 15% or yep. four candidates and everyone needs 15% to get on the debate stage. There's, you know, what, geez, what do we have? 11 still in it? Something like that. I mean, and I wanted to point out that when you're talking about the the importance of a debate, um, I mean, Tulsi has missed the last two, right? And mm -hmm. she is still in the race, and her poll numbers have only gone up. You no, know, not a lot, but they're not trending down. Mm -hmm. And you she's know, I don't know that the there's Yang in polling. Yeah, I don't know that there's a huge. Yeah, and, and her fundraising has been much lower than Yang's, um, and she hasn't made the debates. Um, and she's still right there. So I, I don't know that there's the big, especially with everything that's going on, can, you know, with impeachment and with the Iowa voting is coming up. People are probably, as weird as it sounds, thinking more about the voting than about the, the debate stage, um, yeah. you know, and, and and they're thinking more about impeachment. I, I think this will be the lowest rated debate they've had so far. And I don't know that he's missing that much. It's obviously not good, well, but. So let's uh, let's talk about um, you know why he's not on the debate stage, and that's polling. There's there's no other reason. He's he met all the other thresholds very early on, and he's missing the polling. And something we just talked about earlier, I think, is indicative of why he's. I I don't think he is ever going to poll above ten percent or so until the primaries and caucus voting begins. Um, and I say that because in my, what I think, just because it's my experience talking to a lot of other Yang gang is his supporters are new supporters in general. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them didn't primary for Sanders, even though a lot of them said, you know, they would have voted for Bernie Sanders in the general election. And a lot of people like myself, wanted Bernie Sanders to win in 2016. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm part of the problem. I didn't get out there and I didn't vote in the primary, you know, because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, he doesn't have a chance. They're going to stamp him out anyways. But I would have rather had Bernie out there. Um, but I think Yang has energized a new base, not an old base, not current Democratic voters. I think those are the ones most wary of him. But there's a lot of people that have changed from Republican that are sick and tired of Trump. You know, nothing's happened, but the stock market has gone up. And for most of us, that doesn't have a big influence on our everyday life. We mm -hmm. might have a 401k that goes up a little bit, but you're not going to see that until your 60s. Mm -hmm. And um, all the other things have not been improving. I mean, the trucking industry has been just decimated, losing jobs. Last year was one of the worst years they've had in their history. Um, almost 800 companies went out of business. Um, these kinds of things are continuing to happen, and it's not because trucking jobs are going over to China. Guys aren't, oh, yeah, well, now we're just driving trucks around China. 
Like that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are technological advances happening that are displacing people at a record rate. And Andrew Yang is the only person that's talking about this in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of Trump voters see that the ones that aren't fixated on fear of brown people or <laughs> or fear of terrorists in the Middle East. You know, the ones that are thinking about their economy and the farmers and steel workers, they don't see the benefits coming from Trump's presidency. And they see that Yang has a different vision that actually addresses the root causes. And your point is that these people aren't getting polled. They aren't polled at all. Anyone that switched to Democrat their first time, any new voters, which Mm -hmm. Yang outpolls many of the candidates among college voters, among uh high school high school kids that are going to be voting yang is one of the leaders him and bernie are are in league with most of those and there's a lot of polls out that show yang uh in the lead in college what's sad is is that the goal should be to engage new voters that Mm -hmm. should be we should be rewarding that but the system is totally completely set up to be against that it's set I mean, up right now to rile up a small percentage of a small percentage of the population. Yeah. I mean, even in a general election, we see about uh, 90,000 or 90 million people turn out um, of over 200 million that could. Yeah. And, you know, that's because we make it comp. We make, we make it complicated to vote, you know, polling is an issue. Um, people uh people getting gerrymandered like you can be in a state um where you feel you know it's just going to trump no matter what so why even bother you know don't even turn out for the primaries and things like that because you're in a red state i think yang's gonna win a lot of those states that are red states that are actually have open primaries where republicans and independents Mm -hmm. vote in the democratic primaries um and then where they're not open, I think there's a lot of people flipping in those red states that are going to vote for Yang, and it's going to surprise people. But Yang is the only one bringing solutions to that. Ranked choice voting, where it's a lot more difficult to gerrymander people and mm-hmm. to to have just a, a single candidate take all the attention. You know, you can actually choose number one, two, three, four, five, and those get ranked. You know. In a, in a way that makes sure their, their candidate with the actual most support wins. Yeah. Um, well, the so, moment of truth is all going to come down to Iowa. I mean, we're going to have to see. He, I mean, he needs to get above 10% in that state. Um, and we'll get some predictions next time um, before mm-hmm. we get the caucus. But he's going to need to get some delegates at some point. Um, and then, you know, then the polling won't matter. I, I'm seeing some things, um, th- some predictions about what the debate qualifications will be next time around. Um, finish top four um, as a candidate in one of the early states. So for this one, would be Iowa, finish top four, or poll 5% yeah, in five plus polls, something like that. So, I mean, if you can finish top four in Iowa, and Yang has an outside chance to do that if we really believe polling is simply not capturing the voters who have switched over, then it won't yeah, matter I anymore. That, I think that's part of I mean, I don't think Iowa is make or break. I think he does need to outperform the polls for yeah. sure. And in a perfect scenario, he gets some delegates, any, 
any amount of delegates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be That'd be a huge big. win. Um, but even if he doesn't, I don't think it's over for Yang. He has a he has a very bootstrapped campaign, um, and an incredibly um, rabid base of supporters. Um, that I think there is a chance, even if he does perform as polling in mm-hmm. Iowa, but I I don't expect that. I think he's going to uh, he's going to outperform there. There's going to be some people that drop, and hopefully that qualifies him for the next debate. And then that's when people will be paying attention because that's going to be actual primary season where we've got votes coming out. So the when does the primary season end? Do you, do you know in the last primary? Do you mean as in like when does when is Super Tuesday? Yeah. Well, Super Tuesday oh, sure. isn't the end, but it's a it's a important one. So it must be around March then. Yeah, I can't I can't remember what the. Well, Super Tuesday is March, so yeah, must I think it's be around the end of March. Because um, because New Hampshire votes in February, end of February, I think. Oh yeah, when is the DNC convention? Not sure, but it's in Milwaukee this year. Oh really? Yeah. Where is it? You is it always in Milwaukee, or is this a? Oh, it's not until July. Yeah. So July. No, they move it around just like the Super Bowl. Festival. Yeah, it's in a different city every year. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a chance there, but even if he does well, um, one of Yang's biggest challenges is going to be um, he's probably the most anti-establishment candidate. Mm -hmm. People like to think Bernie is. Um, I think Yang is is more cooperative than Bernie with the establishment, Um, but his ideas are a great departure from normal politics. I think maybe. I think he's... Sometimes it just comes down to personality, though. And Bernie is a very divisive personality, in my opinion. <laughs> and Yang has been so openly um, warm to all the other candidates, especially Biden, who's a very establishment candidate, um, that it could, you know, sometimes we're still talking even about DNC leadership. We're still talking about people. You know, they just <laughs> want they if you're nice to them, it's pretty hard for them to be dicks to you. And Bernie Sanders is very much a buzzword, um, you know, headline clickbait kind of candidate that says a lot of things with, you know, he says a lot of things that have a lot of nuance in a very matter of fact way that can set off a lot of, yeah, you know, anger in among groups of people. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the main thing to take away before this next debate um, is don't get too discouraged by the polls. I honestly think Yang has nearly peaked in the polls as the field stands now based on how polling is accomplished. Um, I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room for him to, I don't think he's going to hit eight or 9% until the field is down to Yang and maybe four others, four or five others. Um, But once that happens and once it starts getting whittled down, you're going to see that tick up because people are going to start to pay attention and find out who he is. And I think those other groups that don't poll are going to match, but I don't think he, I don't think he exceeds 20% in the polls until we see a lot of people drop out. Like it has to be yang. I, I wonder why that is when you have Tom Steyer who just got 12 plus percent in two early States. He has spent a ton of money. 
I know, I mean, but he's dealing with the same field. Yeah, but it it's different when so success success is perceived by money by a lot of people still. And you know, that's what drove a lot of Trump support was look at him. He's a billionaire. He can't be an idiot. He's got to be smarter than we are. Right. And Steyer has a lot of that. And he's doing a lot of um, aggressive, not not just social media, but like billboards and TV mm-hmm. ads and all these places. Um, and he's a billionaire. like, And he's a nice billionaire. So, <laughs> so everyone's like, wow, you know, Tom Steyer, yeah. he's, he's thinking about things. He cares about the climate. He cares about the economy. He cares about regular people, even though he's a billionaire. And he's mm-hmm. a billionaire, so he's obviously really smart. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody is, you know, more willing to back him. And I think a lot of Trump supporters might be willing to back him because that's the kind of guy he is. But they're not polling either. And I think Steyer is a safer candidate um, than Yang. He definitely is not as um, innovative or, or progressive with his ideas as Yang. So he's probably peeling off more of those base Democrat voters than Yang is. I mean, UBI has been front and center. Um, so anyone that has any kind of shit, I work hard. I don't want people to just get a thousand dollars a month. You know, um, it's going to be hard to flip them unless they're paying really close attention and watching like a Joe Rogan interview with Yang, mm-hmm. something long form that digs deep. I don't know. I know a very few people that have watched that type of interview with Yang and not flipped. Mm-hmm. Or become interested to the point where they're like, you know, I might be able to vote for this guy. Yeah. 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 So exciting. We're just going to have to see what happens. We got to wait yeah. after this debate and then get to that Iowa caucus. Um, and Yang did just hit 5% in a really good Iowa poll. So mm-hmm. if our theory that, you know, they're only polling Democrats, you know, very, that are very well established and most of Yang's base comes from flipped independents or Republicans then we could see, you know, a surprise. And I think if Yang finishes top four, if he gets, you know, 10 plus percent in Iowa, it's a massive win and he's going to be on every single TV graphic. Don't lose sight of statistics when we're looking at the polls either. Like these polls, if he's at 5%, a lot of them have three to 4% error. That could be nine. And I mean, that's error within their expectation. I think it's even higher, a higher level of error for Yang because of this, you know, situation that we're talking about in polling. So don't cry foul. Don't say the polls are manipulated or, or, you know, they're trying to get one over on Yang. They're not. That's how the polls are set up. Right. And I don't know if they're, I don't know. I'm not a pollster. I don't know the better way to do it. I'm just going to go full Bernie Sanders and identify the problem, but I have no idea how to fix it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how to fix it either. I don't think there is a, um, I think polls would be better off if they just asked people whether or not they're considering to vote Democrat mm-hmm. um, and then get an answer um, versus confirming that people have voted in prior cycles as Democrats registered, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Take all right. registered Democrats or people that vote in Democrat polls in states that have open primaries and let's go from there. Yep, um, yep. Yep. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Next week, let's come back and let's talk about Yang's 
commonly used phrase in the, that he likes the spirit of. I think yeah. that gets to a lot of his policies, and he's been crushed for saying that on things like uh, Medicare for all, free education, or free higher education. So let's talk about that next week. We'll take a couple of his big policies and see if there's any shortcomings there. Um, if we think he could be clear on some things, what he really means by in the spirit of, and that he likes the spirit of um, certain policies. And um, let's see, hopefully maybe there'll be some better polls next time we come. Yeah. Um, some encouraging stuff. He's still raising tons of money. He's not going anywhere. Um, so keep your head yeah, up. He said he's sticking in this till at least Super Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the majority of the primary season. And he has absolutely and- no reason not to as long as he still keeps pulling in these funds. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. So don- donate and uh, we will talk about the debate next time. Uh, Yang did hint that there might be an alternative speaking event happening mm-hmm. as because he didn't make the debate. So we'll keep an eye out for that. And we'll share that over on Twitter uh, and the feed. So so that's at Talking Yang. That's where you can follow us on Twitter. Um, and then what's your YouTube channel? Uh, the YouTube channel is uh, there's a link at our website. That's TalkingYang.com. So there's links to our website, our Twitter, everything else there talkingying.com that's what it is go there subscribe follow us on youtube follow us on twitter check out our podcast and then we'll see you next week all right